0: Tracelink's Roddy Martin talks about the science of continuous improvement with Dino Petrolo, Senior Vice President of global consulting firm Competitive Capabilities International. That's right now on the Patient-Driven Supply Network podcast. So Dino, welcome to uh, Tracelink's Thought Leadership Series. It's really great to interview you based on my, both my experience with you at uh, SAB Miller and also your work at, at uh, Competitive Capabilities International. Uh, Very exciting space and certainly this whole agility, resilience and reliability is is right in your bailiwick and I'd love you to talk a little bit about your experience and highlight some of the experiences and then we'll have a discussion around this um, holy grail of agility, resilience and reliability.
1: So over to you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks very much. Um, I I think um, maybe just by way of introduction um, as a as an industrial engineer um, by heart, um, you know followed the, the 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 Toyota production system from its early days before it was um, you know quite vogue and high, um, and certainly um, have been a firm believer um, in in an, an inside out approach. So a lot of the work that we've done over the years has been you know starting off in manufacturing and then. Um, you know, going into the supply chain, whether it uh, it be uh, internally in the supply chain uh, operation of the of the company, or into uh, suppliers and doing supply development work, which um, you know we've done over the years as well. Um, you know, more recently, um, the approach has been, from a supply chain perspective, has been to to maybe follow more of a Procter and Gamble type of approach where. It's more of an outside-in approach. So look at the whole system, and, and r- rather focus on on uh, the key levers of the system to improve um, a- an operation. Um, and so um, my my personal approach is, has has changed uh, quite a bit over the years. Um, although we still do a lot of the outside uh, or sorry inside-out approach, um, there's much more of this um, you know end-to-end supply chain. Uh, approach with, for example, a, a, a large chemical company we're working with right now, where um, we've gone in and, and started off with uh, SNOP as a, as a process. So having said that, um, for me, um, the, the one thing that that CCI has done incredibly well, and we've used, we, we, we were one of the first uh, companies when I was with SAB Miller, to actually use the the digital platform um, of CCI, um, which basically standardized, codified the improvement process itself. So many companies actually um, codify their transactional processes, uh, their core business processes in some kind of way. Um, They digitize it. Some companies have been digitizing for many years, but very few companies have actually had um, the length of time that we've had in in actually codifying and standardizing the improvement journey itself, and I think that's that's been a very very powerful um, approach for many many companies. So I'll stop. Oh, there do you know? Yeah, can I, yeah, can, I pick,
0: can I pick up on that point because I think you make a very important. I think the key point I want to pick up is digit is codify and use the platform for the journey, right? So, so the, you know, this word platform has got many, many different dimensions. And, and I think, you know, Amazon's a platform, SAP would call themselves an ERP platform, et cetera. So I think there's a lot of confusion out there about, you know, what exactly is a platform. And I think what was profound to me, and and you've already said it, but I want to draw it out. And that is by codifying the best practices and the, um let's say the the mindsets, behaviors, the practices, the tools, the methodologies to lead you from stage one reacting to stage five operating as a network of this fantastically codified digital platform that leads you down the journey. So I mean would you would you agree, you'd agree with that perspective, right? So I mean that's the that's the track in the IWS and the other platforms that companies have been deploying.
1: Yes, and of course, there's been, um, you know, there's many dimensions to, to the value that such a platform brings. Um, you know, in, 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 in our case, uh, what we've done is, we've, as you rightfully said, it's a maturity-based system. So it's, it's although, although the, the um, progression um, is um, quite known, so if you take you know, any of the practices or tools, how do you get better at it? Um, you know, you could take a, 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 um, uh, a safety as an example. You know, what are, what are the best um, companies in the world doing for safety, in terms of safety? Uh, and, of course, you'll go and look at uh, a nuclear plant because safety uh, tends to be very important in a nuclear plant. Um, but most companies are, 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 you know, they're on somewhere in that spectrum. So what we've done is we've, 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 we've looked at, well, what if you had a low maturity in any of those dimensions uh, or any dimension? What, what are the next steps that you should be taking? And I think that's, that that's been a, a real benefit for us. Another, another um, aspect uh, of what we do is to say, well, if you are going to improve um, your approach, your practices, as you said, your tools, etc., what, what benefit do you get? So what we've done is we've also um, spelt that out, that if you do uh, take uh, certain steps that you will get um, certain benefits. And, and then, of course, linked to it, how long does it typically take? So, of course, it's, it's variable. It depends on the type of organization, size, etc. But there is a general, um, uh, shall we say, um, a benchmark of, of how, how quickly, how rapidly you can improve. And then, of course, um, I think linked to, to a lot of what you're doing these days, I, I think um, if we just focus a little bit on the standardization of the improvement process itself, many companies um, are already locked into um, perhaps their transactional system or perhaps their, their, the protocols of the industry like in pharmaceuticals. Um, so they, they already are have a mindset of being very rigid, very, very standardized. Um, and so for them to, to accept that you come in and you have a soft approach to bringing people together, to participate in problem solving, um, to, to, to have some form of, of improved teamwork. And um, those are, uh, those don't necessarily go well if they're too loose and fuzzy right. in those types of organizations. Right. So, so, and that's why I, I started off by saying that what we've done is we've we've actually codified and standardised the improvement journey itself, right. and that talks that talks quite nicely to, um, to, uh, I think to those environments. So, having, you know? I think maybe I'll pause there. But if if you have any other, yeah, questions. no, I,
0: and I think it's really uh, it's really important. And I mean, the other point I want to emphasise is. You know when you and I were both at CCI way back and uh, we coined the expression I think was Pat coined the expression of integrative improvement I mean I think what a lot of companies misunderstand and I think you know now that we're in a new wave of agile right the pandemic has said oh you're not agile enough you now got to be agile is that you can't just go and implement a system and be agile I mean You need to be integrative across people, process, technologies, and leadership. And I think that's the codify the journey itself perspective. Um, Because if you've got, you know, four or five different projects that are not connected, you're not necessarily going to improve the overall, um, you know, uh, the overall business process of, of serving patients. So I just wanted to emphasize that integrative and the fact that uh, agility, resilience, and reliability come from people, process, technology, and leadership um, applied on an integrative journey. So, but carry on.
1: Yeah, I, I think the, the, the integrated um, aspect is quite, uh, quite important. And uh, many years ago, and Ronnie, you'll remember this, uh, I worked with a guy called Kobayashi in Japan. Yeah. He's unfortunately uh, passed away now. And he had a lovely analogy. Um, you know, he used to love his, his, his bean sprouts. And he had this uh, bean sprout analogy where what he said is that if you, um, if you focused on one single uh, factor, um, and it would be like a bean sprout that you, or a bean that you put in the ground and you water and it starts growing, the sprout starts growing. Um, and you, he said you could get a lot of results from that, you know, but um, so for example, if you focused um, purely on planning, or you focus purely, um, you know, if it's a manufacturing operation, purely on maintenance, um, you you may not get the full benefits. um, Because at the first sign of turbulence, if you picture this bean sprout, there's a bit of air or turbulence, it'll fall over. Um, So what he said is that you need to grow all these little beans um, or plant them next to each other and then water them and grow them so that the bean sprouts form a tree trunk. Um, because these things are all interrelated, you know, so, you know, you, you, you improve your, your, your IT systems, your transactional processes, you, you have to improve the way people work together, the teamwork, the softer things, and um, the way that you deal with issues or problems, and so on. So all of these things get interrelated, you know, it's unlikely that you'll be good at quality manufacturing if you've got very poor maintenance systems, right, and so on. So, so integration that's why um, we focused very heavily on um, building our platform so that it 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 integrates uh, the practices in such a way that helps you improve as a system
0: yeah no that's and that's really important. I mean I think the the point is that you know P G always used to amaze me because they with their integrative platform, their iWS they always uh, they were continually looking for the lowest common denominator in other words across those people process technology and leadership what is holding this process back from delivering its full capabilities and and so therefore it's not a you know one time assessment it's a continual Assessment of your maturity on that on that journey, and I and I think that it's great that you emphasise the point that it that it is a journey, it is a codified journey, and it needs to be led top down because it's an onerous investment. I mean, I think one of the interesting perspectives that's come out of uh, this whole agile uh, focus in the pandemic is, you know, you can isolate lots of disruptive events in the supply chain and react to them and go fix them one by one but if you just deal with an event as an isolated incident and and fix the fix the root cause of the event and don't look at systematically at the event and all the issues around it there's a good chance it's going to come back again and and i think that's that's really where this codified approach to the journey is so fundamental Uh, because you're going to get one issue one day. And when you dig hard and you do your five whys and you look, you're going to find out, well, there's something else that actually caused this issue. So talk a little bit. I know that, you know, we can't mention the company's name, but you recently were involved in a pharmaceutical company. I mean, talk a little bit about your experiences that you found in a pharma environment, because the big enemy in pharma is that we're validated we're validated by the FDA, and so therefore we can't change anything. And, and that, that is, you know, truly an enemy of, of continuous improvement if you, if you overdo it. So talk no, a little I'm, bit about your experiences.
1: Sure. Um, so, so the way this started is that um, uh, an ex-colleague of mine, in fact, uh, joined uh, this pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical company as uh, chief operating officer. And uh, he phoned me up and said, you know, come talk to and see how you can help us. But uh, he said, just understand that, you know, I've been here for for a month or two and um, I've been told uh, I, I, I cannot change anything because of all the protocols. Um, and in fact, this but the company um, sells uh, not only to the US, but uh, into Europe and uh, Brazil and others. Um, and in fact, I think he, if I remember correctly, said that the, the most difficult were the were the Brazilian um, um, right. in terms of all the authorities there, and um, and quite interesting you know you said well uh, have a look anyway, um, and we 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 started looking at some of the processes and quite quickly saw that um, well let's start with the peripheral ones that you know are not under the the auspices of the, of these protocols, uh, and then started moving in closer to. To, to, to some processes that um, uh, w- could give them leverage. So for example, they, um, uh, in their processes, they, they had to send samples to their laboratory, and their laboratory was was a bottleneck. Um, and, and what we did is, you know, without going into too much detail, we used lean principles and treated the laboratory as a factory, and uh, used some of these um, you know, visual management concepts, and as I said, um, uh, concepts, uh, very well known concepts in, in lean and um, that immediately uh, improved their situation and uh, they started taking notes and of course, um, you know, we've been working with them now for I think about three or four years and continue to do so. Um, so we challenged, we challenged that, um, that, that, you know, things couldn't be improved um, that easily um, and uh, that, that was, even to them, was quite, quite a revelation, so.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's, it's, a very, it's a very good indicator for us because, you know, as Tracelink, we've pulled together uh, this digital network platform, which is not unlike Amazon. Uh, it's based on an Amazon Web Services platform, and, and we track the flow of product flowing over our platform. Uh, the, the point being that, you know, at, at any point in time, there's issues somewhere. One of the partners, it could be a logistics issue, it could be a quality issue. But the importance is having visibility of the issue and quickly being able to constitute the right team around analyzing the issue, uh, fixing the problem and making sure that it doesn't come, in, come back again. And, and I think, you know, to close the full loop on this discussion of ours, what I really admire in track and in IWS and, and these integrative improvement systems is the fact that you've codified that journey because it's onerous to put multidisciplinary, multidisciplinary, multi level teams together to solve these problems. Look at the implications on, say, a patient or a customer all the way downstream and realize that what you're doing today, uh, you know, has, is going to impact the customer. So, you know, it's a great, I love the story because I think it's very indicative of the industry.
1: I, I think if, if Roddy, if I could give one more uh, perspective, and that is um, also uh, very well documented in terms of, if you look at quality systems, which is probably, you know, in terms of the hierarchy um, of factors in, 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 in healthcare is obviously quite important. And, uh, you know, the, the, the lean movement and, and companies like Toyota emphasize the fact that um, their approach to improving quality um, is, is an integrated one, is a participative one, and one that essentially looks at errors uh, and errors before they become defects. Whereas, right. you know, the, the kind of traditional system would say, let's, and, and let's take the example of if your, if your doctor sends you for for um, a blood tests, uh, and you might go to a clinic, and a a nurse takes your blood. Um, you you kind of assume that when the blood goes to the laboratory that does the testing, you know they've got gauge R and R, reproducibility and repeatability of of the lab technician doing the tests, and that the test will be done correctly. But that's not where the problems lie. The problems don't lie in the core. Of the blood test they line everything outside of it the nurse that took your sample and um, did did uh, she or he um write your name correctly on the vial did, did did the transportation of the blood from the clinic to the laboratory did it did the courier service do it within the 12 or 24 hours that stipulated or did it get lost along the way and now the the sample's not valid anymore because it got to the lab too late so those are, those are examples of errors that lead to defects. And, um, and I think that when you look at, at what we do from an integration perspective and, and how we look at addressing issues and errors, it looks at those. So, so your base system might be very rigid, very, very rigorous, but it's all of those things outside of it that make the difference.
0: And, and you know, you and I both come from a brewing background, and, and this is so true in, in brewing, right? You can't wait till the end of an 18-day brewing cycle to say, oh, my gosh, this is terrible beer. Just dump it down the drain and lose a couple of hundred thousand liters. Uh, you've got to catch it while it's in process of going wrong, right, which is the whole principle of of this, uh, um, you know, uh, detect measures and track measures as the process is running. Now, unfortunately, the pharmaceutical industry runs with this hangover of, well, we just make 300 days worth of inventory because we're going to spread it all over the show. And if we don't, if we only have three quarters of a batch that passes all the tests and we find that out when it's ready to be shipped and say, oh, 25% of this wasn't a spec, we're still safe, right? Patients are still gonna get their product. And and unfortunately that's not true anymore. And it's and and the pandemic has really highlighted the fact that you've got variable demand happening at all sorts of different places, and you've got constrained supply that's coming out of a supply network. And you've got to match these things up. And so you you can't be uh, you know, finding out that products don't meet spec just before they get to the patient, you've got to catch that stuff inside of the process because you have limited resources to make the product. So it's a brilliant story. And I think it emphasizes a really important point, And that is, you have to have real-time visibility of these issues and events as they occur, be able to put together agile process teams as quickly as you can and do the analysis to come up with the right answers and the corrections so that this goes away and doesn't just pop up elsewhere in the system. So I think just in that, you know, your, your story has emphasized a, a really important point. So and
1: and to to, yeah. Sorry, just to add to what you're saying, uh, participation of everyone, because everyone can contribute um, to, to the improvement process itself. And I think that's, uh, that's also an important part of, of what we do.
0: And, and I think, again, to play the people, process, technology, and leadership, that's the point, right? You can't do this with just technology. You can't do this just by fixing a process. You've got to have the leadership and the people element. So, so Dino, this has been really, really great. And, uh, you know, if you had to leave a piece of advice for anybody listening to this, uh, whose first of all as context is looking at the performance of an end-to-end supply chain, let's be specific, let's call it healthcare, uh, and make one piece of recommendation around, you know, achieving levels of agility, resilience, and reliability that we're looking for going forward into the future that we haven't seen out of the pandemic. What couple of nuggets of advice would you leave uh, the listener with?
1: Yeah, look, the the the... It's um, it's difficult to articulate that in you know, in a succinct uh, sentence. I, I think that um, uh, ultimately um, any any system can be improved. I think that um, and, and and you know the world uh, that we live in is such that it is moving, and in your own in your own area in your own segment of industry. Um, it is a treadmill. If you're standing still, you will be going backwards. Um, and I think every industry needs to put, um, uh, or, or every company needs to put themselves on a journey of improvement. Um, you know, it's like going to to the gym. You have to keep fit. Um, and um, I think that, that um, for me, um, that... The, the 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 structure that you that you put around improvement processes needs to be that you need to put the same effort on that as you do to other business processes so the improvement process itself needs to be a standard business process if i can put yeah. it that way that no, would be I, I, the, the one thing that I, I would i would think is imperative
0: yeah no you're absolutely right i mean there are so many companies out there that have spent over a billion dollars on their ERP system. Let's not pick on a vendor. And, and, you know, the CEO kind of with the leadership team thought, well, we've bought everything we need to run this business. But yes, we bought it from an inside-out point of view, uh, based on forecasts. Yes, that's fine. It could plan uh, against a forecast, but go change the demand and go make the supply variable. And you know, the traditional investments of a billion dollars in ERP systems is simply not good enough. So you know, this has been really great, Dino, and I, and I appreciate your insights. I mean, it comes at a very timely point. Uh, for for TraceLink, obviously, because we're participating with healthcare companies in solving your, the problems you're talking about. When you have a manufacturer collaborating with a contract manufacturer, and you have issues and events that go wrong, you know you can't just fix the problem and say, "Okay, that one swept under the carpet, gone away. We let's move on to the next one." Unless you are systematically embarking on a journey of continuous improvement and standardizing and codifying the process, these things will simply come back again in different forms. So uh, any, any last words of wisdom, Dina? It's been great talking to
1: you. I, I won't uh, take credit for this, but uh, a, a, a Japanese guru once said that, um, you know, in terms of uh, your context of, of, uh, of the supply chain, is that your suppliers are your mirror. If they do well, you do well. So um, I think, um, you know, for me, that always resonated because you can be extremely good, but especially in some of these um, very sophisticated supply chains, if you're relying on suppliers that are not that sophisticated, um, you know, there will be issues.
0: And, and, you know, the bottom line, when you think about that is a great quote because... When you think about it, everybody in the end-to-end supply chain is the supplier except the customer, except the patient, right? So yes. the patient is dependent on every supplier doing their job properly and, and being able to predict and see that properly. So Dino, thanks very much again. I really appreciate the time you've spent. Uh, it's been lovely to
1: talk to you again. Thank you.